0: what is going on everybody i have missed you i know mike has missed you the fch championship has missed you this week has been the biggest week i can say in my life for witnessing all the companies in mania week shout out to gcw for hosting a shit ton of amazing shows This week, this episode, we have the WWE versus AEW pay per view battle with NXT Battleground versus Double or Nothing. And to main event this episode, we are going to talk about WrestleMania predictions, get our final votes before the showcase of immortals. We have seen the stage. We saw Corey Graves and Carmella open up the arena. We are ready for the biggest WrestleMania that has happened in 39 years. Mike, it is good to see you, brother. It
1: is good to see you here um, for another episode, another week. Um, WrestleMania weekend, here we are. Tomorrow begins the biggest wrestling event in the world. I'm super excited. Um, Yeah, the electricity over the week and coming into the weekend is insane. Um, I'm just, I'm excited um, for this time of year every year.
0: So we have a new NXT pay-per-view. It will be called NXT Battlegrounds happening Sunday, May 28th memorial day weekend now traditionally i would be happy that the black and gold now white and gold brand is having pay-per-views shooting all of the future stars out into the country for them to you know get used to being on the road but whoever decided to book this and we know who it is has booked themselves into a corner that they cannot get out of as AEW will have their traditional Memorial Day pay-per-view double or nothing, not only on the same day, but the exact same time. Now, a lot of people can argue that a WWE pay-per-view versus an AEW one would be an amazing battle, but it's not even the main roster. And currently right now we don't even know who the NXT champion will be at battlegrounds not looking forward to this to that weekend at all what about you mike
1: see this is where i've got to differ from your your way of thinking um simply for one or for several reasons one with the fact that we have abilities to watch pay-per-views back I mean, I don't see why anybody loses here. They can pick one to watch live, and then they can watch the other one after the fact. Two, I disagree with the fact because what better way to force NXT to step up their game than to put them on at the same time as AEW? And you know AEW at Double or Nothing is going to put on a an amazing card, probably. Um, what better way to push NXT to step Step the fuck up, like you you're gonna have to bring your A game if you're gonna compete with Double or Nothing. So honestly, I mean, my opinion, I think the wrestling fans win because either way, you're probably gonna have two really great cards with really great action. Um, and it's up to us to pick whichever one we want to watch live. The other one we can watch, you know, a replay of or you know, a little later date. Like that's fine.
0: I'll have that double monitor going up anyway, so I'll be watching them exactly
1: Um, right. I definitely X understand. X. I definitely understand where you're coming from, but I also don't think this is solely on one person. Like NXT's ratings have gone down, and I think in all honesty this is a test from Triple H and everybody above to see like okay, you know, it's either going to be stepped up or we're going to have to make some changes. And that's the best way to make them step up is put them in competition. You can't have them on separate nights because there's going to be no, like, make or break. We have to push the envelope otherwise. Like, they're going to have to. They're going to have to push the envelope to compete. They're going to have to. If not, they're going to bomb and AEW is going to win. And if they don't want AEW to win, then they're going to have to put on, like, the best card that they can put on.
0: But that's not, it's not even, like, a a major pay-per-view
1: it's going to have to be made like one. Like it's going to have to be made like a stand and deliver to compete with a um, double or nothing. It's going to have to, it's going to have to. And if they do, and they, the card that they're going to have to put together, if they want to compete, it's going to be an amazing card. Like it's, it's going to be, if they're going to compete, that card's going to be amazing. And I think the wrestling fans in general win. Um.
0: I never said the wrestling fans don't win. I say, just booking wise, business wise, yes, you want to push, you want to push the company. But if it were any other companies going up against each other, people would say it was stupid. So why is it that it's NXT versus AEW that it's a good idea?
1: I think again, if you want to test um, NXT, you got to test them against the the best most competitive show out there to them we've already established that aew cannot beat the main roster in terms of ratings yes they just can't now they've beaten nxt a lot what better way to try to make nxt show out show up and show out than to put them in a competition once again and they they it doesn't have to be like for good they they battle it could you know it could just be this one time to see, okay, can you guys compete? Can we make a show that can compete with Double or Nothing? Now, I can already hear and insert eye roll here and it has nothing to do with um, the wrestlers of AEW. But Tony Khan's about to go on a tirade again. And this isn't the first Memorial Day that WWE's done this. Except last time they did it on a Saturday. Yeah. No, wait, no, it was backwards. AEW went live on Sunday. Yeah, and then yeah. And WWE went on Sunday. Now, what I find weird is normally AEW operates on Sun or on Saturdays. I'm not sure why they picked a Sunday this time. But until recently, WWE traditionally is a Sunday pay-per-view
0: business. And they've started doing everything. And they went on to Saturday.
1: Yeah. And now honestly as far as the shows i'm excited because i get to watch two really great shows um but i'm not looking forward to the tony Khan comments that are about to come out i'm gonna be bitching again talking about how can they do this that he's not gonna let him get away with it like but in the reality like what are you really gonna do about it nothing you're gonna bitch there's nothing you can do about it it's pro wrestling you don't see the nfl bitching about the xfl They're not. No,
0: they they use them. They utilize them.
1: Yeah. Why the hell wouldn't you do that? Either wrestling company here. I mean, you're blind. Either WWE execs or AEW execs are dumb if they don't think that each other are going to watch each other's pay-per-views. Well,
0: Trips has already been vocal about it. They watch. They watch the program. They know what's going on. So Like, why
1: not utilize that? Like, the thing is, and again, AEW always irritates me, at least management-wise, with this theory that it's gotta be a war. I don't think that it does. You have two different types of wrestling product. You have the family entertainment that is WWE. And you have the quote-unquote sports inspired, indie type AEW. Yes. I don't even feel like that they're the same type of wrestling. I don't think that they should be classified in the same even conversation. Like, it'd be the same as it is media week. Like, it's the same thing we're seeing now. There's going to be indie events run tomorrow and Sunday. Yes. WWE's running on tomorrow and Sunday. What does it matter? Like, that's what the internet, what's so great about the internet is we have the ability to go watch these shows. Even if we're tuning in WWE at the time, or vice versa. If people, you know, that night, I guarantee you 90% of the audience, wrestling audience, is going to be watching Double or Nothing and they'll catch
0: the NXT show at a later date. I mean, currently right now, we're Doing that with re- with Supercard of Honor, I mean,
1: yes, and that's is on the, thing. the
0: exact same time as the Go Home Show to WrestleMania. Yeah. See, this is the thing is, is even
1: though it's on a more large scale between AEW and WWE, this is commonplace in the pro wrestling industry. Like, I mean, think of the indie shows that run weekly. I guarantee some some out there are running on a Monday night. Or on a Friday night. Yeah. Guarantee. Or on a Thursday night like Dynamite. Like, I guarantee that's happening. I mean, it's no different. I mean, people are going to put on shows. And I think, in all honesty, yes. Do I think AEW is going to have the better show? Yes. I do think they will defeat NXT. Unless NXT pulls out some crazy, out-of-nowhere, insane match card they're not going to win they're not going to win it would take the same
0: kind of booking that NXT used to be
1: and see my complete. my
0: my whole thing is i don't care who quote unquote wins the reason why i'm pissed off the reason why i'm mad is because we're going to have to deal with it on monday on twitter when they say that NXT sucks because they didn't get that many pay-per-view buys compared to Double or Nothing, because they did their attendance wasn't this, which is fucking common sense. Duh. But we have to fucking deal with it.
1: Oh, absolutely. But the thing that I that is the way I look at it is, I mean, look at coming into WrestleMania week. I the amount of posts on Facebook I have interacted with and trolled over the fact that. There's this whole weird contention of people who think Cody Rhodes isn't worthy of beating Roman Reigns. And I have trolled those posts all week because they are such off-the-wall, off-color, terrible takes. And th- this is going to be no different And this thing about pro wrestling or sports in general. You can have opinions out there from people that are personally biased and there's no facts to back it up. Yeah, on paper it's going to show that double or nothing destroys NXT. But if you take the logical side of it, you can see why. And it's not a surprise. People are going to go on there on that Monday and they're going to say that. We're not going to be surprised. And we're not going to it's not going to bother me a damn thing to be honest. I don't honestly give a shit about ratings. I don't care. I I want to watch the show and enjoy it. And if I watch the show in enjoyment, I don't care if it sucks or not. It's like the video game industry. There's some video games out there that critics say are terrible, but I loved them. I thought they were great. There's games that people thought were great and were absolutely terrible. Or critics rated great and I thought they sucked. I mean, take you and Kingdom Hearts 3. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Critics loved it. You did not. It wasn't your cup of tea, really. It wasn't what you expected. Yeah, no. Two hearts to be. Two is the best one. And so, pro wrestling is no different. We're going to have those people come out and say that. You know, there's even people probably that are AEW stands that are going to bash the shit out of WrestleMania. That's fine. You don't have to enjoy it. I will, but you don't have to. And that's the way I'm going to look at it for NXT. It's like, in that the, that weekend, I enjoyed it. I don't care if you did or not, but I did. I loved it. And same thing with Double Nothing. Do I necessarily think AEW's booking is great? No. Do I think AEW's management's great? Absolutely not. But do I think the wrestlers in that company tear it up every chance they get? Absolutely. fucking fucking Um, I mean, there's going to be some cliches that I'm going to make fun of. I guarantee, i.e., John Moxley bleeding yet again. I'm of the firm belief that John Moxley, if you breathed on him, would bleed. We'll get in. We'll get into
0: what he said later on too. We'll get into what he said. I'm gonna um, talk a little bit about it. But
1: I think WWE stands, AEW stands, whatever. I really wish people could just step back and just enjoy pro wrestling. Regardless what the content is, there's things you can like, things you don't like, and that's okay. You don't got to like it all.
0: But See, that's what I agree with because that's why I even talked to you before we got back into doing this. That is my goal. We already did it in the fucking Discord. You saw the the what one of our guys in the Discord said, "Oh man, you you show this kind of wrestling too?" yeah and we got death mask wrestling later. that's yeah. my that that's my thing on it. And I hate when my Twitter feed is full of a bunch of fucking marks that go, well, well, obviously this fucking brand sucks because of ratings, not the fact that fucking uh axiom just did a nine fifty splash, not the fact that these guys, you know, are still putting their bodies on the line regardless. And we have, and you're gonna shit on them because they got less pay-per-view buys buys. That doesn't mean anything. It just I wish they would have done it the other way where we got it on Saturday. We got it on Sunday. and Memorial Day weekend was just straight wrestling.
1: I mean, yes. and I agree with you. Uh, I'm a proponent also of split shows like that. but at the end of the day, there's so many wrestling fans out there that don't watch things as it happened because life gets busy and people got things going on. And so while it's preferred to be that way, like at the same time, it really doesn't matter what day pro wrestling's on because it's so accessible to go back and watch. Yeah. So yeah, you may not catch it live and yeah, there might be spoilers out there and you run that risk for not watching it live. You still get to watch it and you still get to enjoy it. And that's the thing I think I love the most about WrestleMania weekend, and yeah, of course you have the marks like you're talking about that bash shit and talk shit, um, but you get to just enjoy all the wrestling, all the wrestling, all the different styles, and all the different um, different ways they're booked, and different talent on those cards, and different match flows, and all of that, you get to like experience this whole like thing that you wouldn't get to see because you don't get to see these smaller companies on on TV. They don't put on pay per views very often, you know. Like you said, GCW put their ring out there for these people to use to put on shows that otherwise would not have been able to do so. And we're not going to get the opportunity to see those guys as often as we get to see WWE, AEW, ROH, Impact. Um, NXT. We're not going to get to see those guys. And I guarantee you there's WWE stands that are bashing the shit out of these little indie companies. Guaranteed. Hell, there's probably even some AEW stands bashing the shit out of these indie companies. There's probably is, indie companies that are going to bash the shit out of Wrestlemania. Oh, I would have booked that different. No, you wouldn't have because you would have been there. You, The thing is, is, we can all say we'd book something different. But are we the ones holding those jobs? No. 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 We're not. No. And I don't envy. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say I don't envy. Um, I have a lot of respect for writing teams for every company because of the expectation and pressure to put on a weekly live TV show slash pay-per-view monthly and have to deliver and write this stuff. And, yeah, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's downright ugly. But we wouldn't be able to enjoy wrestling without these creative writing teams. Um, and honestly, like you, we can say we'd book it different, but until we're in that seat, having to write that while you have company executives breathing down your neck, we can't say that we would really do that differently. We are not in that situation we can say that as fans cuz we don't have no pressure or expectation on us like nobody's expecting us to book something and there's probably a lot of bookings that we would try to say we'd book it this way and somebody with that works in the business and knows the ins and outs better than we do would point out there's problems with our booking so yeah There's going to be a lot of, oh, I wouldn't have done that, or this match sucked, or these people deserved more time, or these people didn't deserve that much time. Like, there's going to be somebody unhappy, and unfortunately, the drawback to the internet is we have open platforms for people to say whatever the hell they want. And while that is great, at the same time, it sucks, because you've got a bunch of people who have biased opinions and uneducated opinions. They're going to go out there and they're going to say a bunch of stuff that's not right. And, yeah, it's going to piss us off and we're going to get annoyed reading it. And depending on our level of restraint, we may or may not troll them for their opinion. But this is
0: pro wrestling. This is what we deal with. But So, real quick, congratulations to the Lucha Brothers. They just became the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions in the Reach for the Sky ladder match. Um, Just wanted to say that also be getting on to your point about, we have a platform. We have been toying with the idea because once mania is over, it's going to be really tough for wrestling that we're going to hit a lull for a little bit. So we were toying with the idea and we'd love to hear back from some of you listeners. If some of y'all, not a whole lot would like to be part of a round table that we can discuss the state of wrestling, just shoot the shit, basically, is just have a podcast episode where we talk with you guys about wrestling, why you love it, what the state is, what the results of Mania. So you guys, in the comments, let us know if you guys would be down for that. If you guys are part of the Discord channel, it's going to be a lot easier. That's why you should probably join the Discord. Because we can just pull you guys from there. Have a session where we just talk wrestling. But um, back on to the state of wrestling. It was very interesting that somebody at the beginning of the week. Went on his wife's podcast. To... Not really defend himself, but put a bunch of people over. I'm talking about John Moxley on the sessions with Renee Paquette. Um, I listened to it. I'm not sure if you listened to it, Mike. Um, but he had a few things to say. I just want to get your thoughts on one thing that he said. He never mentioned CM Punk's name, but what he did say, because the story goes that he would not put over punk. Is John and these reports go back into it? Is that John one was not under contract for the time that he had the feud with Punk, and two, um, he had to cancel his vacation and push it back. He even said himself that night he could have walked into SummerSlam because he wasn't under contract with ring of honor but he chose not to um i want to get your thoughts on that
1: i think this is a occasion where both men are telling the truth from their own points of view um i wholeheartedly believe that once punk rejected john's idea to put punk over john's like well screw you then i'm not putting you over so i i personally believe that happened but I also believe John Moxley did offer to put him over with his idea. And Punk did not like his idea. I think this is an occasion where both men are telling the truth. But the internet grabs these stories. As John Moxley also said on the sessions. And it gets blown way the hell out of proportion. Because dirt sheets get it and fans get it. And they add their own little spins and their own ideas and thoughts of what happened. I honestly think both men are telling the truth from their own points of view, and I'm not saying one's right and one's wrong, you know. Um, and I'm not putting blame on anybody because, on either end. Yeah, because they're they're telling the truth from their own points of view. To Mox, yeah, it's probably Punk probably sounded like an asshole, but to Punk, I bet Mox sounded like an asshole, and. That's what a lot of people don't understand. There's, simil- There's a lot of similarity between mox and punk. They're both very outspoken when they don't like something. Both very stubborn when they don't like something. And they're both not afraid to tell anybody anything. They don't care if they're going to piss you off. They're going to say what they believe. And you can either like it or don't like it. And you had a impasse between two very headstrong and stubborn, outspoken, blunt people. And uh, they couldn't reach an agreement. And I think that's exactly what happened. And that is what it is. And, you know, you can either love punk or hate punk or love Moxley or hate Moxley. That's our prerogative as fans. But all I got to say is until somebody that was actually part of it comes out and says what happened. Dirt sheets and fans got to stop like thinking that they're the source and they can tell everybody what happened when they weren't there. And this even goes for wrestlers in the back. Yeah, you may have witnessed something, but unless you were right in the middle of the fight, you could have not heard some things and were not, didn't get context. You could have, you know, even misheard something. So even people that were like at the, the brawl out thing that weren't in the fight, they shouldn't be saying a word anyway.
0: Unless you're, unless you're Kenny Omega with the dog. Well, Kenny was in it by proxy due to the dog. But so I'm saying, um, like, unless you're Ken- because he, he was out of it. He wasn't but, in the full fight, but he did get bit.
1: Yeah, by a steal, which is weird. Um, But um, as far as that goes, like you don't like people got to stop trying to think that they know better and they can like be the breaking news source like just stop just stop unless like an actual p- person that's like involved comes forward with their story then stop speculating because it always makes stuff worse I guarantee you if people would just kept their mouth shut and this got handled internally it would not have been such a big deal.
0: Punk would have been back by now
1: there's a good chance that Punk's not coming back. I've been, oh. I've been following the stories.
0: Do you saw the, that, uh, the, that, the Sean
1: Rossap that, thing? That only like a third of the bottom half of the talent wants him back. Mostly yeah. younger guys that liked him. But n- like 80% of the roster does not want him back. So he's probably not going to come back. And that sucks. And it probably <laughs> wouldn't have been that way had it not got blown out of proportion.
0: I think it was Fightful that reported that the only reason Tony Khan wanted to bring him back was so that they could have double, uh, not double or nothing, forbidden door two in Chicago. Yeah, and that's the thing. He owns Chicago. Let's be 100% honest. If you want to book wrestling in Chicago, you have to have some association with CM Punk. The thing is
1: now, though, is being that and this is going to fall back on tony khan like tony khan could not get control of the situation nor his roster yeah and if he had won when punk was going off on a tangent at the at the press conference tony khan was sitting right there smiling his big ass smile did nothing He could have cut Punk off right then and there and said, hey, I think we need to to calm the hell down. We're not going to do that here. Yeah. But he didn't do that. Also, if the owner is in the building, I don't care if you're sitting on this little panel during this weird press conference thing. Sitting here with that goofy ass, dumb ass grin on your face. Hugging fucking pro wrestlers like that, you're like their little child.
0: Oh, you're talking about Tony. I was like, what the fuck yeah. are you talking about?
1: Why was Tony sitting at this stupid table hugging on wrestlers while this fight was going on? Why?
0: Because <laughs> he, he was Look, he was talking to uh um, it's not swerving
1: lee. It's not rocket science that once he said those comments. There was going to be happen. a problem.
0: Yeah.
1: If I were Tony, once Punk got off the stage, I would have left the stage too and let the wrestlers just conduct their thing, have another member of executive sit in on it if they have to, and just go on like that. Yeah. Because that probably wouldn't have happened had Tony Khan been there to de-escalate the situation. But he didn't. He didn't de-escalate anything. And even afterwards, instead of coming forward and trying to clarify what happened, or trying to do this, he just dodged the questions, did nothing about it again.
0: With Ariel Hawali, I, I remember that interview. And you know
1: what's funny? And Punk brought a story from a book that he was reading by Steve Kerr, who used to be a pro wrestler. There was a story that was very similar to this in there. And he replied to Dax's um, posts saying talking about how Punk was reading that book and it made him miss wrestling. And Punk retweeted in a reply saying that he loved the story about when two wrestlers got in a fight backstage, and one of and Jerry Lawler pulled them into an office and made them talk and squash it. That's what Tony Khan should have done. He should have pulled the Bucks and Kenny and punk and steel in a damn room made them sit the hell down mediate the issue have it squashed and then you go on and make money yep but no he didn't do that and now because he didn't do that and all the roster has bought into all the bullshit i'm looking at you fucking chris jericho now the roster doesn't want him there because they believe he's a fucking cancer and now AEW is going to lose because either Impact, New Japan, or WWE, when they're going to Chicago and they're going to have a pay-per-view to Chicago, guess who they're going to call? Da,
0: da, 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 now da, 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 that
1: da, da. Mr. CM Punk misses pro wrestling, you must be dumb if you don't think if they offer the right amount of money, that CM Punk's not going to be willing to go. Even for a one-off. And if you're looking at somebody like LA Knight and WWE, who's been given the freedom to go out and do his own promos and it's been a relaxed freedom on character work you must be stupid if you don't think CM Punk might be a little bit interested
0: especially Triple because H, um, Triple H, H has
1: gone on record saying that if business was right and it made sense then never say never there's nobody he wouldn't think about
0: doing business with Especially because Vince is back, but because of the uh, SEC, he's an M- employee. He's not anything. He can be fired.
1: And so, I, love
0: it. I, love I it think, so much
1: I think, in all honesty, this is a massive fuck up by Tony Khan, and I think it's going to bite Tony Khan because whoever he goes to, it's going to garner a lot of attention. And to be honest, I don't think there's only probably two companies in the world other than AEW that can afford to offer the money that Punk's going to want. WWE and NJPW? Yep. Those are probably the only two companies in the world right now that can afford them. Yeah. And not only that, but the sale of WWE, you think some investors not going to fucking get hype if they know that their product's going to have CM Punk on it? Oh. Oh. They're going to be thrilled, especially if they look back at the ratings that uh, Punk being an AEW drew, where they were making, what? They were making, all, like... Give it one second, dude. My
0: headset died. I didn't hear it, but the recording has it. You're just talking into the void, dude. Um, There we go. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now.
1: But if they look at the ratings for A.W. before Punk and then after Punk. A network exec would be stupid not to want CM Punk on their program. Sorry, but that's just the way it goes. Whether you love Punk or hate him, he draws viewers. He draws ratings. He's a draw. And he because of that controversy he has around him, he's must-see television. You put him on a TV screen anywhere and people are going to watch. And you don't think Triple H and company knows this? Oh, they do. And if a lot of these hot talent, instead of being signed by WWE, go to AEW, you think Triple H isn't going to go, hmm, well, I know a way to beat AEW. Oh, you'd be dumb to think he wouldn't. The thing people don't understand about Triple H and they forget about Triple H. Triple H as a person, as a pro wrestler, and as a promoter is a cutthroat motherfucker.
0: Is a cutthroat businessman.
1: And he will do anything to win. So they gonna they're gonna screw up CM Punk? Fine. But I guarantee you other people are gonna be paying close attention, just like Cons all. I'm playing, I'm paying close attention to this, blah blah blah. Well, guess what? They're not the only ones that pay close attention. I guarantee you, right now, by midnight tonight, I guarantee Triple H is watching Brian Con- Crazy's contract real freaking close right now. The hours are ticking.
0: I am gonna look and see, because like I said, currently, right now, we are. In the middle, we just ended SmackDown. We are currently in the middle of uh multiple shows because we have um, I just said in I lost it Super Card of Honor and Rampage. So I'm gonna take a look and see if we actually do have Rampage Brian, anything on Brian Cage right now. But Brian Cage does retain the titles, but he's not signed. Nope. So what I am going to say on a, to make everything a lighter note is that ladies and gentlemen, F class heroes is now officially part of what not, which is something I have been trying to do for a long time. I am super excited because of our online shop. We sell cards This is going to be awesome. Right now, we are going to do Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh! And in the future, we will get into pro wrestling cards. If everything goes correct, the first WhatNot stream for F-Class Heroes will be on April 8th. I hope you guys come on just to see how we do. We are going to have to do a lot of organizing. Morgan just looked at all the fucking cards and I feel bad. Um... But that's to get us into a lighter note to transition to the showcase of immortals, the biggest event of the year in professional wrestling. We just saw the stage today, and I cried a little bit because I think this is by far the best stage that they have ever created. Ever, they, <laughs> uh,
1: uh, Mike. Um, I agree. This is probably the coolest WrestleMania stage I honestly can remember. Um, and that's not to say they haven't had some great sets and stages before. But I think this one is probably my favorite. Um, I like the fact that on the side, there's some Minitrons that are like movie posters. And I think that's going to be a really cool effect. And I can't wait to see entrances with them. Um, I will say that uh, I already have some thoughts on probably some of the entrances that are going to make that look the absolute coolest. Um, One of the things that I will say, and those out there that don't want it spoiled, don't look it up, but I've seen a rehearsal of Logan Paul's entrance.
0: Oh no! Is it good?
1: Oh yes. Let's just say he's getting a very special entrance and uh, very reminiscent of Wrestlemania's of the past. And I think it's going to be dope.
0: I can't wait to see the
1: special effects and music and Tron's with it um, and him and his gear because it's going to be a cool entrance. And knowing the theatrics of Seth Rollins at Wrestlemania... I can't wait to see what he's got going on. Um, The singing of his theme song is going to be deafening in SoFi Stadium, but probably not as loud as the impending woe from Cody Rhodes' theme song because it seems to get louder and louder and louder every single week. People want to say that he's not over and he don't have backing to beat Roman? Watch his entrance and tell me he doesn't. Like, come on now.
0: I think he will be he will be the loudest. I think the second loudest is, and this is going to be a hot take, Sammy Zayn and Kevin the Owens. Crowd, the crowd's going to pop whoa, a lot. Oh, whoa,
1: oh, whoa, They're going to pop a lot for Sammy. Um, crowd's going to pop for Seth. Um, I do think with the development on SmackDown tonight, being that Bobby won the trophy. I think we see LA Knight come out and cut a promo during WrestleMania <sighs> into a match because he kept saying that he's going to have, LA is going to have uh WrestleMania is going to have an LA Knight moment this year. And with the push, they're probably going to have him that they've, they've already kind of leaked. That's going to happen after mania for him. He's going to be on the mania card. And there's everybody that I've been watching has noticed that there's one less match on night, on night
0: two, two. On than night there two. is yeah. on
1: night one. Um, and with the amount with Nick Khan coming out and saying in an interview that there's lots of surprises planned. I think this is going to be a WrestleMania to absolutely remember. It's going to be something we're talking about years and years forward, um, but okay. let's get to, let's get to some match predictions. All right, so match 1 of
0: WrestleMania, we well, all know
1: who it is. We know one, but I don't think they came out with like a, an order. They came out with just the 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 matches that will be on that night, but I don't think there any particular order other than Cena and Theory on night 1. Well, yeah, i don't see. Yeah. I don't see.
0: Um, I don't see Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley going on second. Yeah, no. Um so but match 1 confirmed 100% will be John Cena versus Austin Theory, your pick. Mm. I've been
1: thinking about this all week, and this is probably one of the matches that uh, for every scenario I can think of one winning, I can think of an a believable opposite scenario that the other one wins. Um, so I'm going to pick somebody, but with a asterisk that it could go the other way, very possibly. I'm going to pick Cena, Um, but I'm going to say that it's very plausible and possible that Theory wins as well.
0: I am going to go with the nostalgia, and we will see Night 2 of WrestleMania if it is not, or it could potentially be. Night 2 of WrestleMania will be a John Cena United States Open Challenge, and LA Knight might answer the call. I am going with John Cena. Okay. Match... 2 in from the the banner that we saw this isn't the exact order match 2 will be Charlotte Flair the queen versus the modern day wonder of the world Rhea Ripley Rhea Ripley 100% It's Rhea's well, time. It's Rhea's time. If you could hear that small little mommy, I think me and Morgan are going to go with Rhea.
1: Yeah, we got I got I got Rhea Ripley 100%
0: we have the bloodline, the Usos against. I'm still gonna say it until it catches on. The King of the Indies, the Kings of the Indies, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, Ko and Sammy, hundred percent. Ko and Sammy. Uh, we have Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stam- and Trish Stratus versus Damage Katarl.
1: So. I thought I had a winner, but I also was presented with a... I was reading on Twitter and somebody had an alternate theory. And honestly, it might happen. I am going to say Damage Control wins, but I'm going to say it's a possibility that Damage Control loses, causing friction between Damage Control leading to Dakota and... EO leaving Bailey and possibly even fighting with each other. And in their victory, Trish Stratus betrays Becky Lynch and drops her. Lita looks on shocked. Trish walks up the ramp. Um, leading to a Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus program that will culminate at SummerSlam.
0: Okay. I'm going with uh, damage control because I really want Dakota Kai and Io Shirai to get something out of this whole damage control that began at SummerSlam last year. We have, I'm already going to say it, Logan Paul. We have Seth Rollins (laughs) versus Logan Paul. See, this is
1: tricky because of Logan Paul's contract status. Um, If he is not re-signed, Seth Rollins is going to win. Um, In all honesty, I'm going to pick Seth, and that's not a knock at Logan Paul's talent. Um, And I could see Logan Paul winning as well, but it's all going to depend on his contract status. Um, I'm going to pick Seth, but, again, it's very possible that if he resigns, Logan wins.
0: I'm going to go with Logan, um, I think, for some reason, I think the company's very sweet on him. Um, he's proven himself time and time again. I know that his contract is up. I know he wants to box Nate Diaz. I also know that he wants to continue wrestling. So really, we have no idea what's going on with Logan Paul. But I do pick Logan Paul. Just This is just going to be my hell of it pick where I don't consider story or contracts or anything. I just want him to win in Hollywood. Our final match oh no not our final match we Manuel, have well as far as that it is his birthday and he said on impulsive he's never done nothing good has ever happened on his birthday including being born um because he was born on April 1st uh so we have the father versus the son Ray Mysterio versus Dominic I am Rey going Mysterio. Re- I'm going Ray because he's not retiring. Um, I don't
1: see this feud being over, especially with their first match, and especially being that we got the LWO reveal on SmackDown. I think Judgment Day versus LWO is the feud going forward. Oh, um, so Eddie, w- Eddie would be so happy. Um, so I'm gonna say Ray wins this one, but it's gonna, the feud's not over, and we're gonna have a Judgment Day versus LWO feud.
0: We have the final match on this card for Saturday, the uh, the Ginyu Force versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy versus the Viking Raiders. Why are you calling them the Ginyu Force? <laughs> they're all bald and make weird poses. <laughs> I'm
1: I. This is going to be my screw it pick because I know they're not likely to win. But I've got to go with Ricochet every chance I get. Um because he's he's one of my favorite wrestlers in WWE. Um I know it's not like plausible that they win, but for my hell of a pick I'm going for Ricochet because each time he's been on WrestleMania card, he hasn't won. And I would love to see Ricochet
0: get a win at WrestleMania. I'm going to go with the Street Profits. I think that's they are one of the next tag team champions.
1: I agree there. And I think they're the most likely to win, the most plausible belief to win. But I, again, um, much like you want to see Io Sky and Dakota Kai get something, I want to see Ricochet get something. You um, force. he's gotten like right on the cusp of having this huge moment, and it's just like every time he gets there, he gets knocked back down. And I would like to see him be in the main event picture. So I would love to see Ricochet win this match and get catapulted. Sure, the tag team may not last, but to get catapulted into the main event scene. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's got to win the world title right away in the main event scene. Like he, as long as he's there in the mix, it doesn't matter if he wins a year, two years down the line to me, but I think he, he's, he deserves to be in that picture. And I think a lot of smaller wrestlers deserve to be in the main event picture. I would love to see a lot of the, the smaller guys like Ali, Ricochet, um, P. Dunn. Um, a lot of these smaller guys get into that main event picture. So I'm I'm gonna go with Ricochet and Braun Strowman.
0: Night two, Sunday, the big day. We have the women's showcase, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez versus Natalia and Shotzi versus the queens of MMA because they actually did have badass records when they were in the octagon. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Sonia Deville and Chelsea Green. Now one cop thing... out. What a
1: cop out for the last spot. What a cop out. <laughs> it so happened on Monday too. I was so mad, dude. I was like, you could have had a surprise team, and now you've ruined it. Like and what now, did I,
0: what did I do? I text you a picture that. Um Peyton Royce said she was in LA like an hour before the show started. And then <laughs> and then Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville take the final spot.
1: I <laughs> again this is probably my night to Helvett pick. I'm going with Liv and I will oh, always go with Liv. Um Liv needs a WrestleMania win. Raquel is amazing as well. Um, I think, and not only that, they're predicting Raquel to be the Women's Money of the Bank winner this year.
0: I'm going with Liv and Raquel. I So I'm gonna use my hell of a pick on this one for a scenario that I saw because Ronda Rousey is reportedly shoot hurt but she's always shoot hurt because her body was put through hell growing up. Um, What they think is going to happen is that Shayna will turn on Rousey coming down the ramp, which will lead to the match that we want later down the line. And that a surprise team will come out. So if that is correct, I'm going for the surprise team. If not, I'm going for Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. But Fightful reported that she is hurt she has a shoulder injury but I, I mean what do you what do you expect like she's gonna be injured const- constantly my thing is this is
1: i honestly don't buy ronda rousey as a baby face she's a much better heel yes and we haven't seen a Shayna baszler face turn yet i'd like to see it the other way around ronda attack Shayna. yes i would love that because I've thought for a while that Shayna Baszler deserves a spotlight on a bigger scale, because um, she's she's a lot of people don't understand how talented she really is, and she really gets it. And I think to bring some new dimension to her character, even if the face turns brief, I still think that there should be a face turn. And what better way to turn her face than have Ronda turn on her? Yep. Because honestly, if you've been to any arena, any event, other than MMA fans the audience loves to hate ronda rousey yeah loves to hate ronda rousey so why turn her baby face because you're going to have whoever she's facing they're going to cheer that person so i would like to see Shayna get turned on by by ronda <laughs> ronda <laughs> gets dropped ronda gets like you know um, uh, ronda drops her attacks her arm or something and she's gone for you can keep going with
0: you. You can keep going.
1: I caught you. You can keep going. Just go. It's fine. You can. You can. You can laugh. I, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be nice and not bring up your little slip up yesterday. What
0: was my um, slip up yesterday? Oh no! Yeah. No. See? No. Yeah.
1: See. So I'm gonna be nice and not not uh, bring that into the public spotlight. Um. But <laughs> I'm just gonna say. Um. I would love that to happen for a surprise team because uh, we definitely need some surprises at Mania. But again, I got to go with Liv.
0: Okay. Um, Refocusing, we are going to have Brock Lesnar versus Omos. No, no. No, Omos.
1: The thing is, for me... The one thing that I liked seeing on Raw was Brock Lesnar going to like super fast pace, leaping, attacking, flying Brock Lesnar. Um, So that was interesting to watch. But other than that, I think that's going to be the high spot of this match. Um, We know we're going to get the so-called oh my God moment. Of Brock hitting German suplexes in an F5 on OMOS. Whether it wins or not, that's another story. But I can call that happening. I'm not excited about it because we've seen him F five people much heavier than OMOS. So I I'm gonna go with i gonna go with Brock Lesnar. Um because I swear I'll vomit if OMOS wins. I am not an Omo sapien. <laughs> As they like to call themselves, apparently. God
0: damn it! Um, we have Brood Edge versus Demon balor with apparently, apparently. So this is what is being said. Gangrel will be here, but also what I saw fight. Yep, forward. I know what
1: you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Are and we going I to? Should, I don't think.
0: I don't think we should spoil it. I don't think. Okay.
1: We okay. okay. Out there. Okay. I'm okay. just gonna say this, guys. If it's true. We're not talking about winner. I mean, we'll get to winner or loser in a minute. But both these entrances for this match are probably going to be the best entrances of Mania. I guarantee it. They are going to be the most theatrical and awesome entrances there. You have to watch it. You are going to love both because I guarantee you they're going to go all out for these entrances for both men. Going to go all out, and it's going to be amazing. And we have the old school hell in the cell. I know. We finally got rid of that abomination that is the red cell. Thank God. Um, But I was going to go Balor until I started really thinking about it. I think Edge wins. And let me tell you why. If Balor wins, where does Edge go? Edge is lost. What, every time? Other than when he was teamed with Beth? Yes. He's lost every time. No, he even lost... No, he didn't lose with Beth. He won. But what I'm saying is, if this is going to be Edge's last WrestleMania, he needs to win. Balor's going to have more WrestleManias. Balor's going
0: to
1: have more WrestleManias. Yeah. We've already seen the Demon lose in the worst most stupid way ever god did it so we already lost the mystique of the demons
0: never lost i i still keep that i still keep that supernatural forces won, not roman so
1: i'm gonna say i'm going edge i'm going edge i
0: am gonna be controversial i'm going balor so what I think is going on is Edge, if this is his last WrestleMania, he's okay with losing. He has talked about who he wants to go tangle with before he leaves. I think we're going to get heel Edge here soon, and surprisingly the guy he wants to go up against the most is Montez Ford. I, mean, I know
1: maybe. they want
0: I know they want to push Montez to be more of a singles guy because of his athletic ability and nobody greater to put over Montez Ford than the King of Spears. Yes, you can put him against Roman, but it's not as believable. I See, this is where I differ. See, if you're going to make them
1: make Montez go singles, I don't think they're going to go the New Day route of having the Street Profits stay friends, storyline-wise at least. One's going to turn on the other. And it's usually the person with the most charisma that goes heel. Which means Tez is going to turn on Doc Dawkins. He's going to drop him. And hell, that could happen at Mania.
0: If they that lose- could happen
1: tomorrow. And there's been rumored that one or both of the street profits is going to go to the Hurt Business. I see a heel Tez, a member of the Hurt Business, against edge who is a face yeah that could work more than i see heel edge against tez when tez goes solo he's gonna be a heel i'm sorry but that's probably the most logical way for it to happen because you we've already seen people who normally in logic and pro wrestling you don't expect the high flyer the dude that can pull off crazy moves to be the heel but look at carmelo hayes he's a heel look at balor and he And he can pull and Carmelo can pull off some amazing things in a ring. And he's still a heel. Tez can pull off amazing things in the ring. He can be a heel. What I see happening is if the turn doesn't happen at Mania, it'll happen on Monday. And I think we're going to see MVP pull Tez aside and go, why are you teaming with this loser? Like he's holding you back.
0: And that's when the seeds start to go
1: and they'll have a match on raw. And one of the big surprises of raw is Tez turns on Dawkins, drops him. And that's that.
0: Cause they hinted Uh, at it at, uh, in Tennessee at SummerSlam.
1: Yes. That's the thing is I think, and not only that, but when somebody's trying to put somebody over, you need momentum. Edge needs momentum to put Tez over. So, Edge is going to need to go on a string of wins. So, I say Edge wins at WrestleMania to start getting him ready with momentum to put over the stars on his way out. Balor, Edge has put Balor over several times already. Almost every encounter, Balor usually gets the upper hand. I think... The thing is, is we already know Demon Baller's a big deal. But they need something to make Brood Edge a big deal. They need something to make Edge, Ooh. as he calls himself, as he calls himself in that promo, the devil. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen. You need momentum if you're going to call yourself that. And if he's going to go into this, like, darker place, a more sinister Edge... I think Edge needs the win. And this and this is going to segue into Balor joining the rest of Judgment Day to feud with the LWO. Because it wouldn't make sense for Balor to join if he beats Edge. Because Balor should be in the main event scene then. He should be competing for a world title. He should be challenging the winner of Cody and Roman. I mean, that's a huge match to win. Which we could still see that later on. And we still can. See, the thing is, is a lot of people got to understand this isn't going to be Balor's last WrestleMania. And I guarantee you, Balor will be world champion again. Especially now that Triple H is running things. You're dumb if you don't think Finn doesn't win the world title again. Yeah. Do I think he'll win it as a member of the Judgment Day? No. I think he'll go solo again. Face or heel and he will win it then. Um, but I'm gonna go.
0: We're going to edge there. I and I'm still I'm still gonna go Balor. But we explained our sides. Now our next match is the Ring General Gunther versus the uh, Dragon Slayer Drew McIntyre versus the Great White Sheamus or Fight Night Sheamus, however you want it. In a match that for each of these men is kind of career-defining with how big the Intercontinental title is. I, I'll i go with Sheamus because Sheamus can have that Grand Slam opportunity the same way Owens is going to get his with a title win for the tag team titles. Now, who are you going with?
1: I think this is the only match... I mean I feel like this is like a Cena theory situation to me because behind the scenes there's a lot pointing to each man winning. Um Sheamus grand slam champion as you pointed out. Um Drew has not had his WrestleMania moment in front of an audience. He hasn't had his come out moment in front of an audience because it was taken away by COVID. Yeah. And the next WrestleMania, he had a chance.
0: And it was taken away by Bobby Bobby
1: He put Bobby over because Bobby needed the come out moment. Yep. But Gunther, he needs his WrestleMania moment. So to be honest, I can't tell you how this could go down. I don't know. I have been thinking about it all week, and I can't come to an honest conclusion of who wins. I think there's so many scenarios that each man wins that it's going to be one of those matches that literally I will be on the edge of my seat because I do not know what's going to happen. I cannot call what's going to happen. And I'm going to be in shock no matter who wins because, and honestly, I think that's beautiful. Like, WrestleMania is a card. There should be moments where you literally are shocked because you had no idea and you can't believe it. And so this is going to be my I can't believe it moment. Like, I I don't know who's going to win. I can't pick. I'm
0: undecided. So... Maybe you can agree with me with, with this. Maybe you don't. This is a hot take. They put Cena into the United States Championship match because he needed to make that match. You take away the Intercontinental Championship, this match is still a good match. Yeah, with a lot riding on it
1: for each man. Yeah. Sheamus hasn't had a bona fide WrestleMania moment that I can remember since he beat Daniel Bryan and. Five seconds. seconds. It was oh, was it eighteen? It was eighteen seconds. He had a whole T-shirt that said 18 Seconds." Um, it was AJ Lee's fault. He hasn't had like a moment like that since then.
0: And that was a long time ago. That was. Uh, that was the night of the heist, right? Mm. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it was before that. Yeah.
1: Um. Honestly, he hasn't, like I said, he he hasn't had a moment like that since then. And um. so Sheamus needs a moment. Uh, Drew hasn't had his coming out party. Drew needs a win. Gunther to establish himself as a main eventer and a future world champion needs the win. And so even if you take the title away, like this is a huge match for all three men. And um i think my i'm less concerned with who wins and more concerned with what happens to the two that lose because where do they go from there no matter the two that lose like it honestly makes me wonder like makes me worry that they're going to just fall back into the mid card and be stuck again
0: so I looked at Sheamus's history with WrestleMania. WrestleMania 27, he beat Daniel Bryan. WrestleMania 28, he won the world title against Daniel Bryan. WrestleMania 26, he wrestled, um, or he defended the WWE Championship. Oh, no, no. Yeah, WrestleMania 26 against Triple H. Other than that, he's only had tag team matches. Yes. And so he's never really had the opportunity to have his, his moment. Drew had a pandemic taken by it, like you said. What did you say for Gunther? Because Gunther really hasn't had a tragic story like the other two. No, but
1: Gunther also has a lot to prove. Like, yeah, yeah. he's he's had his moments on SmackDowns and uh other pay-per-views, but like this is like WrestleMania is where you like set yourself apart to be either like world champion material or you fall flat and you're going to be back in the mid card or released in a couple years. Yeah. And yeah, he, you know, not only that, but other indie guys are going to be looking at him to see, okay, if I sign with WWE, how is this going to go for me? Because Gunther is an indie guy. And. You know, guys like Tyler Bate, guys like uh, Ricochets, guys like, you know, all the Pete Dunns. They're going to be watching to see, okay, if Gunther can do it, I can do it. If Gunther can do it, I can do it. And I think, you know, um, there's a lot riding on Gunther to win this. Face or heel doesn't matter anymore at this point. It doesn't matter who's the face, who's the heel. It really doesn't matter anymore. You got three guys who need to prove something. Who feel that they have to win. There is no, this is like a win or go home situation. It's like the the freaking playoffs or the Super Bowl to these guys. Like one of them, like they all believe they have to win. If not, they don't know what they're going to do with their career anymore.
0: So for any other match, if blood were to be involved, I would say it's pretty excessive. I expect at a minimum blood to be involved with how each of these men have wrestled in the past. I come 100% expect blood to be
1: involved. I think between this and Roman and Cody are probably going to be the two most brutal matches on the card. Bodies will be. Oh yeah. These two matches, these two matches, both men are going to look messed up. Or all the men involved are going to look
0: messed up at the end of this. So um, we have our next match, which is the probably worst women's championship storyline I've seen. Um, lazy writing, but how? I mean, you're focused on Charlotte and Rhea, so I understand, I guess. Bianca Belair versus Asuka. And we talked about this last week that we both pick Asuka because she's number one one.
1: Yes, but the thing is, is I think, um, like last year, um, everybody had their eyes on Ronda and Charlotte. Yeah. As like the marquee women's match. Yeah. And Becky and Bianca came out and stole the show. Yes. I predict this happens again. I predict Asuka and Bianca are going to have a hell of a match. A hell of a match. They're going to push each other to the limits. It's going to probably be one of the best matches on the card. Of both nights, I think Oscar wins, but it's not going to be a decisive victory. It's not going to be where it's like a squash. There, Oscar's going to be torn up too, and there's going to be a lot of near falls, a bunch of finishers. I guarantee you, several KODs, several Oscar locks. Um,
0: Have you watched any of her old stardom stuff? Yes especially so
1: since s- she came back with the face paint I went So down you and you watching. saw the kana? Yes. I think honestly like I said I think uh I think Oscar wins but this my I might I don't think blood will be involved but I think these two are going to absolutely destroy each other. They're going to destroy each other. And all the scenarios I brought online all point to this loss being Bianca's heel turn. And if Bianca heel turns, I guarantee Tez heel turns. So and not only that, the Hurt business has been mentioning for a
0: while they want a female member. She would fit in really well. So don't don't even don't argue because it would look like imagine the Hurt business with Carmelo Hayes, Montez, Bianca Belair. Bring back um Cedric Alexander and uh we just send Omos Benjamin. away yeah, send Omos just,
1: away and bring Bobby back just, just like, imagine oh, like all Bobby. these
0: all these amazing athletes and then you have almost just sticking out literally like a sore thumb
1: they just need to get rid of him bring Bobby back and have that be the hurt business cause that would be insane um but yes that's going to be an insane match i say Oscar wins but not for Bianca not going out there and giving hitting Oscar with everything she has.
0: I'm going for Oscar. I think Kana needs to take over the women's division. Now, our final match, the main event, I'm going to I'm going to put my pick first because I need to explain something and I need to go on a little bit of a tangent. So we have the universal the universal undisputed champion Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. Now, story time. I have been explaining Cody Rhodes to Morgan. And I mean, I've explained dashing Cody Rhodes, legacy Cody Rhodes, um, all the way to Stardust. And as I've gone through this journey of explaining, because she didn't like Cody Rhodes because of how he's been pushed. She didn't know a lot of him. When I've gone in into explaining Everything road scholars, his time with um what whatever company Jeff Jarrett did after he tried to Global Force Wrestling. And I explain all of this, and as I'm explaining this to her, my mind keeps going, You want Cody to win. You're you're feeling the heartstrings that you haven't felt with Cody yet. You like Cody but you want him to win. And now last night when we finally got into the conversation and I explained how, you know, the elite came to be and the elite started AEW, but Cody was still the biggest name in AEW at the time here in North America. My heart finally said, I need Cody to win. If I don't, if Cody doesn't win, dude, I think I might cry. Having that, um, that ride with Morgan to where we know now as much as we like Roman and, you know, she can still, she still hasn't said who she wants, but as much as Roman has changed the face of wrestling, Cody needs to win. If Cody doesn't win, we are in big trouble for what wrestling is going to turn into.
1: Yes. Um, The thing is, um, again, as somebody, much like you, who has seen Cody from the beginning, from the very beginning, tag-teamed with Hardcore Holly, through the heel turn and into Legacy, through that and um, coming out as dashing Cody Rhodes, and then undashing Cody Rhodes, and then Rhodes Scholar, Cody Rhodes with a mustache.
0: Damien Sando,
1: And then Stardust. And then gets released. And then goes on the Indies. And Impact Wrestling. And all Global the other Force places. Wrestling. And goes on this career renaissance of rechanging everything that WWE did. And finding himself. Because I don't think Cody Rhodes knew who he was. I don't think he did. And he went through the Indies and AEW. And when he came out at WrestleMania, he finally found himself. Because I think in AEW, he still didn't know who he was. I think he was getting there and he was real close. But I think the moment he walked out that stage in Dallas, at WrestleMania, he was in the ring with Seth Rollins. That's when he finally figured out who he is. That's when it all came together. And that's not throwing any shade on Cody for everything he's accomplished since then. Like as he was growing, he's had a lot of great moments. He helped create AEW, did some really cool things with new Japan and the bullet club. Um, Absolutely amazing. No shade thrown on him at all, but I don't think Cody found out who he truly was or reached like the final form as you would in dragon ball say of Cody Rhodes until he arrived at WrestleMania and walked down that ramp. When that Cody Vader rose and the crowd hit him and you saw him pause on the stage, I think that's the moment where it all like the light bulb went off. And I think we're seeing the very best Cody Rhodes ever right now. The very best Cody Rhodes ever. And when you take a look at his story, there's probably not a story in WWE that, like, tugs the heartstrings like his does. There's probably not anybody out there that, like, tugs like that. Like, when he, it's not just a catchphrase that he says, undesirable to undeniable. It's the truth. The company that his father was in. And this goes back before Cody, because Dusty Rhodes was very much undesirable. He's made into a joke made to wear polka dots because nobody believed him. He was a comedy act. The only time he was taken seriously was before WWE and the NWA. Other than that, he's always, he's always been, even when he's come into like places like impact. Yeah. They regard him as a legend,
0: but does he get like the main event treatment? No, never. He never got that. So he he got a lot of respect. And this is from my grandfather's point of view, because my grandfather's, you know, he lived in West Texas. He saw all those indie companies. That was a man that was same as the Funks, as um, uh, Jake the Snake. When the American Dream came through West Texas, that was that was the shit. Not fucking Hulk Hogan, not any of the other big guys, because he was genuine. He was real. Yes. The thing about like
1: Dusty is he never tried to be anything other than what he was. The son of a plumber. That's that's what he was. Yeah. And this story isn't just about Cody Rhodes. It's about Dustin Rhodes. It's about Dusty Rhodes. And then you examine it as a whole. It is probably the most emotional story in pro wrestling. Like when he says finish the story, a lot of people don't understand it's not Cody just finishing his story. He's finishing his brother's story. He's finishing his father's story. He's finishing his family's story. This is everything to Cody. And if Cody loses here, this is why I said before, Cody loses at Manny. Sure, he could win at SummerSlam. But will it it matter at that point? No. The biggest stage is where he needs to do it. And I like you like you were saying like if if Cody doesn't win you'll cry like even just thinking of the gravity of the story like it makes me want to cry because you can feel it. It's not some fabricated storyline. This is real life. And so Cody's got to win. And I'm not saying he's going to do it easily. No. No, these men are going to these two men are going to kill each other. Cody's going to be beaten, if not, and and probably bloodied by the end of this. Roman is going to be beaten and bloodied by the end of this. There might even be the Usos beaten and bloodied by the end of this. This is probably going to be the most impactful, emotional roller coaster of a match that wrestlemania has and there's going to be moments where people will laugh they will cry and at the end of this no matter you know who wins there will be te- tears shed because when cody if cody wins i will cry because i i i i'm a fan of not just this current era of wrestling but i go back and watch the classics i've watched dusty's matches i've watched dustin's matches when, before he was Goldust, when he was the natural dustin rhodes I've watched him, be transitioned into gold dust where he was made into a joke. Dusty when he was made into a joke. Cody when he was made into a joke. Win or lose, I'm going to cry. For different reasons. And I don't think I can fully convey how emotional I'm going to be by the end of it. And it's going to be even worse for me because I'm not watching... WrestleMania from the comfort of, of my home. I'm going to a watch party in downtown Dallas. There's going to be a bunch of people there, and I guarantee you, I'm not going to have dry eyes at the end. I'm going, be, I'm going to be
0: bawling my eyes out. Um, I will be with my grandfather, continuing our tradition of WrestleManias. He, this man, let me tell you a story. This man, when Roman was Beating Jay within an inch of his life in the dog strap match, this man still stood with Roman. This man has stood with Roman since shield days. This man has never thought Roman could do anything wrong. This man is going for Cody Rhodes. This man's going for West Texas. This man has already told me his memories of getting to see Dusty and having a beer with the Funks. This man is feeling nostalgia. If you can do that to an 86-year-old man in current-day wrestling, have him vividly remember when he met the American Dream. That's why Cody needs to win. That is why it is not just touching his family. It's touching everybody that loves wrestling. We want him to win. And that's the thing is, again, like I was talking about, there's
1: a bunch of people saying, like, Cody doesn't deserve it. The thing is, is yes, Romans built character buildup is great, undeniably, undeniably, and nobody can dispute that. It's probably one of the best character growth stories in wrestling history. People will talk about it forever, but people are discounting and they're not thinking about that. This isn't just a Cody Rhodes story; it's the entire Rhodes family story. And so I think Cody's got just as much, if not more, build up leading into this match than Roman does. You know, um, just because they're not a huge dynasty like the Samoan dynasty, people like brush off the influence of Dusty Rhodes. We wouldn't have pro wrestling as it is now without Dusty Rhodes. No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't have Look at all Dusty's, as they like to throw around Dusty's kids a lot of them, are wrestling tomorrow night. Yep. Becky Lynch. Bayley. Bailey, Charlotte. You Charlotte. You got Seth. You got Roman. You got, hell, toward the tail end Finn was there. You yep. got Sammy. You got KO.
0: Yes, you do. Look at
1: all this. These are dusty kids. WWE? Hell, even AEW. It's all Dusty. It's all Dusty. It's all been touched by Dusty. If you look at it as a whole, you can see Dusty Rhodes' fingerprints all over it. Dusty has influenced pro wrestling that much.
0: And it's crazy because you don't even have to mention just AEW. Like, of course, you have John Moxley in the NWA. Damian Sandow or whatever he goes by now, he's still part of it. He's just not wrestling. He was a Dusty kid, too. Dusty, change the way that you can portray yourself in pro wrestling. Dusty, you want people want to
1: talk about this main event with Roman Reigns and use character build and work?
0: Without Dusty,
1: Roman wouldn't be here. Without Dusty, anybody's character work wouldn't be here. There's a reason Dusty's promo class was legendary. Because there's nobody that could build a character or cut a promo like Dusty Rhodes. And I don't care if you put the Macho Man or The Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin or any of them in that category. I'm sorry. But nobody, can, none of them can cut a promo that makes you feel like Dusty could. You know, I still could recite Dusty's famous I've wined and dined with kings and queens. and I've slept in alleys and dined on pork and beans. Promo. There's Macho Man promos that I can't remember. The words too, and I'd have He's to really look really it grow. up. I would have to look it up to read the the promo. But Dusty's is stuck there because it makes you feel. And yeah, Dusty may have been NWA champion, and Cody did become that for his father. But no matter what, since the inception of WWE the WWE championship has been regarded as the championship the pinnacle of professional wrestling and that's not a knock on AEW's world championship or impact's world championship or new japan's or any of these companies that's not slighting them but there's a reason why like WWE's regarded as like the pinnacle the very top the highest you can get and i respect other companies for trying to change that or have like an alternative to that but i honestly don't think with the pedigree And the fact that this has been established for so long, I don't think it'll ever change. WWE will always be regarded as the the top of the mountain. And that's, again, not a knock with how talented some of these other companies are. But Dusty didn't win that title. He never got a chance. Because he was undesirable. Dustin never got a chance. Because he was undesirable. Cody isn't just winning this for himself. He's not just winning it for Dustin. He's not just winning it for his dad. But he's winning it for every wrestler in the back who has not ever had the chance because they weren't a Vince McMahon bodybuilder guy. He's winning it for the Ricochets. He's winning it for the Sheamus out there. He's winning it for... The Pete Duns. The Pete Dunns. He's winning it for... The Mustafa uh, Ali's. The Mustafa Ali's. The Otis's. The Chad Gable's. Like, all these guys on the card that you see that are amazing, and we all wish and salivate at the thought of, oh, they would be an amazing world champion. I want to see it.
0: Like, that's what Cody Rhodes is fighting for. Don't forget, he's winning it for all of his kids. Every kid that he has trained and brought into the world of professional wrestling. He's doing it for everybody who wants to become a wrestler, who is trying to get back into the ring. Cody Rhodes proved you don't need to be at WWE forever to be a name. And now, Sunday night, I think, will be the biggest wrestling match. And if you guys disagree with me, cool. In 10 years.
1: And you guys can... Honestly, it might be the biggest wrestling match ever. And let me explain. Like Again, this isn't... Again, with the emotions that this feels like, Maybe there there might be like competition in um HBK and Flair or Taker and Sean when Sean had to retire. Um, maybe, maybe those are competition, but I think this thing even hits deeper than that. And again, it it it's for every every wrestler that has not been viewed as a world champion or doesn't think they can attain that, or indie wrestlers that don't think they can attain WWE or Guys that have tried out at WWE and we're told no, or guys like us at home that are, you know we're trying to get back in pro wrestling and we want to get back in. Uh, it it's for everybody, and I think this implication will set the tone for pro wrestling as a whole for years and years and years to come. I think this match has implications across the entire wrestling industry. This shows indie wrestlers from AEW, from Impact from these indie companies that they can go there and become a world champion, that they can do it. This shows that, you know, guys for the AEW that, you know, might want to try something different, but they're scared to go to WE because what might happen to them? This shows that they can, that they can do it. The Kenny Omegas who might decide at the end of at the tail end of their career that, Hmm, you know, I haven't done that yet. Can I go over there and be treated right and be presented right? This tips the scales of the entire pro wrestling industry. This is why Cody needs to win. That's not a knock at Roman. Roman's amazing. Honestly, face or heel. he. I've always wanted to really like Roman and through the character work. And just how he, I can't recall in the last, this last run of Roman since he came back as a heel. I cannot recall one bad Roman Reigns match. None.
0: No matter who he's been against. I'm biased, but that's only because of the demon.
1: Well, I mean, the ending, the ba- yes. The ending. I'm not, talking, I'm not talking about the ending. I'm talking about the match itself.
0: No, the match itself was beautiful. The ending was bullshit. Roman,
1: no matter who he's been in the ring with, he's elevated. Changed. Let me look at Sami Zayn. As Roman said in the promo, went from doing jackass stunts with the jackass crew to being where he is now. Yeah. Roman has elevated everybody around. Look at Jay Uso. Went from which Uso are you again to main event, event Jay Uso. Uso. Roman Reigns did that. And that's not a knock on Jay's talent or Sammy's talent or KO's talent or anybody that Roman's worked with. But Roman, not only building his own character, has also helped build up so many people in this run. So many people. And the appreciation and respect that I've got for Roman for all of that, I can't even explain. Like that right there is the epitome of what a champion does. He elevates the title, the company, himself, and not only just himself, but whoever he's in a program or shares a ring with. That is the legacy of Roman Reigns. That, honestly, I believe is what people will be talking about when he retires, is the fact that no matter what he touched and who was in it, he elevated everybody involved. And so, yeah, the the both men are very deserving of being champion for multiple reasons, and Roman's going to take a break, and I'm going to even get emotional about that because Roman has given us so much in the last what three years three three years three years and it's going to feel weird not seeing roman reigns on the tv as often it's going to feel weird not seeing him at at every pay-per-view and it's going to feel really weird but as a fan i really appreciate everything he's given us and this man could have just rode off into the sunset when he had leukemia resurgence he didn't have to come back he could have prioritized his family, and just been like, you know what? Like, I don't know if this is gonna come back. I'm just gonna be a dad. I'm gonna stay home. I'm gonna be a husband. But no, he 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 came back and gave his life, more of his life to us, as fans. Love him or hate him, like you gotta respect that. And win or lose, he's gonna put Cody in a in a whole new category on Sunday night. He, If Cody wins, not only will it be because of Cody Rhodes and all the hard work he's done that puts him on that platform, because Cody Rhodes is going to be on another level post-WrestleMania. Win or lose, he's going to be on another level. You're going to have like normal main event like here, and Cody Rhodes is going to be up here. And part of that is due to Roman. The emotion and storytelling that will happen Sunday night in that main event, I don't think any of us are ready for. I honestly think we thought we've seen good storytelling, but I think they're going to give us a clinic on Sunday night. I'm going Cody Rhodes, but... I'm just going to say I'm going to be crying probably... I won't, I probably won't be crying the the beginning of the match, but... From about midway on, I'll probably be crying.
0: So. All right, ladies and gentlemen. This is our thoughts for WrestleMania. Next time that you hear us, we will have our WrestleMania results. We will have the Monday after WrestleMania, the NXT after WrestleMania, Tony Khan's big announcement eye roll on Wednesday. (laughs) The Friday after WrestleMania. So you guys get to be with us. And we get to enjoy all the surprises that lead into the next fiscal year of professional wrestling. We love you guys. Remember, we are throwing out the idea of a roundtable. We would love to have you guys talk to you guys. You can catch Mike on Twitch at Rise and Revolt. You can catch me on Kick at Swoltaku. I hope you guys have a great mania. I hope you guys, you know, if you guys are able to, if you're of age, you drink beer, you eat some chicken wings, you watch some professional wrestling, and you enjoy yourselves. Stay safe out there. We will talk to you guys next week. All right. We love you.